Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the seventh day of January. I'm Paul, and thanks for joining me in the journey through the Gospel of Luke. Yesterday, we introduced a new story from Luke chapter 7. We read verse 11, where Jesus comes into the town of Nain. There's a great crowd that comes with him. So Jesus is traveling now, his ministry growing exponentially with every miracle. More people become sort of a combination of hangers-on, curious, and disciples. There's always going to be that mixture. Not everyone that follows Jesus is really a disciple. There's, of course, the inner circle, the, the, the 12 apostles. There are disciples, people who are doing what they can to model their lives after this man. There are people who are around for what they can get. That becomes very clear in John 6 when the crowds follow him meal after meal, hoping for the miraculous. And then, of course, there are just people that they've got enough time to go see if something miraculous happens. And and they don't necessarily follow him day and night, but they you know, this is a big deal when... when I think it's undersold sometimes we consider this is a world in which, you know, they don't have the things we have. They don't, not only, of course, we know they don't have the digital stuff. They don't have television and phones and things, but they don't even have books. They don't have, this isn't a world that, that looks much like what anything we've ever seen. And so the news of a man who heals the sick and, we're about to see raises the dead. Well, that's enough to you know, drop what you're doing and go follow him. What happens next enters the, the pantheon of great Jesus stories. It's one of three distinct resurrections, and I use that word loosely. And I'll, I told you yesterday that I'm going to try to explain that today, why I use that word loosely. I use it loosely because it's, it's not a resurrection in the way Christianity teaches resurrection. Let me explain. Let's do so by reading from verse 12. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier. That's an old English word for what a little closer to what we might call a coffin, maybe a stretcher like that would hold the body on top. And the bearers stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. I'll stop there. We'll say verse 16. So straightforward rendering is Jesus and a crowd enters the city of Nain. They're right at the entrance to the city when a parade of people meet them. It's a funeral procession meets them. He sees the mother first because the mother would have been walking out in front of the bier. So Jesus would have seen her before he sees anyone else. No one asks Jesus to do anything. We don't have any indication that Jesus is invited to this village for any particular purpose and certainly not invited for this funeral, but it says that he saw her and took compassion on her. Let's let's 
take care of a couple points of order that might bring some clarity as to the compassion. Of course, Jesus can be compassionate upon whom he will, and he frequently shows compassion on people who are struggling and suffering and are oppressed and are poor and are downtrodden or hungry. But in this case, this is a the, the story tells us that this was a man. This is the woman's only son, and she's a widow. Now, that tells us her being a widow means she has no male provider in her life, in a world in which that was the woman's path to financial stability. There was no upward mobility for women in the ancient world. And so marriage was the upward mobility. You got to keep that in context. You got to keep that in mind when you think about the times of the scriptures in the ancient world. So if she's a widow, then she has no husband. By telling us that this was her only son and that now he is dead, the author is letting you know that she has now lost her only remaining source of income. Because as a widow with no man, she would have turned to her son in a culture in which the son would have taken care of his mother until he died. It doesn't mean that the son wouldn't get married, but that his mother was one of the women for whom he would take familial responsibility. With him dead, the woman is truly alone. She's a widow without support. Jesus sees her and is moved with compassion. Now, with that in mind, you can see why he's moved with compassion. And he says to her, don't weep, which seems to be a pretty cold thing to say to a mom who's just lost her son. She has no husband. She now has no future. But Jesus is not being cruel. That's why the author tells you he was moved with compassion. He wasn't moved with anger. He was moved with compassion. We don't know how she felt when he said, don't weep. She might have thought, how dare you? Or who's this guy telling me not to weep? Or nice try. But he then touches the bier and the bearer stood still. And he tells the young man to arise and he sets up and begins to speak. And we don't know what he says, but Jesus gives him to his mother. He presents her with his, her son alive. Now, we can read into and try to make up what we think he's saying and why he immediately begins speaking. Is he, does he just start talking from where he was when he died? Does he start talking from where he was on the other side of the grave? We don't know. There's no interview here of what this young man has experienced. But the story is to show that Jesus restores to the woman her source His compassion brought her back. And so by saying, do not weep, it's not Jesus saying we shouldn't be crying at funerals. It's Jesus giving her the assurance that he's about to give her reason to stop weeping. Sometimes we weep because there's a reason to weep. But Jesus is about to stop that reason for weeping. I I see my, I'm, I'm about up to where I like to try to wrap it up every day. So let's talk resurrection tomorrow and why this is different than what we understand by the theological term resurrection. We'll do that tomorrow. See you then. God bless.